I'm ready for a heavy lift. I don't know about you. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, good evening. Welcome to the Community Police Oversight Work Group. My name is Jonathan Morris. I'm the facilitator for this group. And appreciate you all being here. Um, the agenda here is posted on the city's website and they have hard copies in front of you here. I'll just give you a quick rundown. We're here at fire station number five. I appreciate you all being here. Got some important work to do tonight and we want to move expeditiously. Um, and multiple people stated an, an interest in me to wrap up by 7.30. So we're going to be very efficient with our time, but want to make sure we cover everything that needs to cover uh, and is important to you. Um, so the agenda here um, is uh, we have four things to do. Um, just quick welcome and updates. Uh, number two, we're going to talk about the complaint process and uh, go over the mappings that you've created through the process, confirm everything there. Um, third item is the work group uh, draft report development. We're going to discuss our feedback. We're going to look at the draft executive summary and um, talk about the remaining steps to finalize that work. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit about the work to prepare for a presentation to the city commission and the timing and the needs to be ready for that. And then at the end, we'll talk about um, the next steps of this work and bringing the work groups, uh, your work to a close, and then what the handoff to the city commission will uh, potentially look like and what that means for the work that you've done to prepare them for their next efforts. So those are the four things we have to cover tonight. And so I wanna jump right into it. This meeting is also being broadcast on Zoom. And so that will be available as a link. Um, and so for those who are watching live, thank you for being part of this. And um, if you miss it or wish to go back and look again, it'll be archived on the community engagement portal and city website. So. I uh, appreciate that. appreciate the city for hosting us, and um, and let's jump into it. So um, that takes care of our first item. The second item is specific to the complaint process. So when the city commission convened the, created the work group, um, part of the project charter was to map the current complaint process and then to propose some recommendations on improvements to that process. And so one of the main things that we need to accomplish tonight is we need to look at the mapping in its uh, detailed form. And we had a presentation at uh, two meetings ago on the, excuse me, three meetings ago on the current complaint process. So if the public has a complaint about an individual officer on the department, there's a process for filing that. And part of our task then was to map out what that process looks like and then make some subsequent um, proposed changes and recommendations to that and specifically on the appeals part, which we'll talk about here shortly. So what I'd like to do is walk through um, the mapping that you all created. And um, this is inclusive of the feedback that you gave from the, the first draft. This was built in the software called Whimsical. Um, and so what we wanna do is confirm that all the steps are in there that need to be in there. If there's anything that's not clear, not worded correctly, then this is our chance to make those uh, corrections. And then I wanna spend um, our, our time looking at the proposed changes 
that you're putting forward as recommendations and make sure that we've captured it here um, uh, accordingly. This mapping will all end up in the final report that um, you all will produce and then present to the city commission. So this is an excerpt from that and uh, specific to, to the mapping. So um, what I'd like to do, and, and we'll put all of this onto the portal and uh, with any other changes, we'll make those um, here this evening. So I'm just gonna walk you through, and you have a copy in front of you of um, what the current layout is. So as I mentioned, the, the uh, police department did a presentation on the current complaint process as it's uh, uh, written in the, the department's policy went through each of the steps from if an individual files a complaint to how is that uh, intake process, how is it collected, then how is that distributed um, and then investigated accordingly, then our recommendations put forward. And um, one of the key components that we recognized as we started the mapping is that we didn't have a visual of the process here. So it was understood by some, but wasn't a, a good reference point in that sense. Um, and then it wasn't clear where the appeals process kicks in in terms of a mapping of that, which is where the CPRVs will uh, uh, comes into play. And so this is inclusive of all of that uh, now. So what I want you to do is just take a few minutes to look at this and uh, see if there's any questions um, or if there's anything clarifying that we need to identify. I have a concern. Yes. And, you know, it's been there from the beginning, but the, um, both versions, if, if there's a criminal allegation, um, I think it's not clear to me if the victim is the city or the state. Well, what if the police officer's victim say a battery? Does that fall to the outside agency? That's the individual, huh? An individual or a business? Itself. I know, but it's an individual in his official capacity. That looks like the officer is battered. Right. I, I, you know, it's. It, and just a question that this is only dealing with in the context of the complaint, though. So, if an officer gets battered, it's not handled in this process, it's handled in a different manner. It's not a complaint. Are you saying if the battered officer files a complaint, but then it wouldn't be reviewed by the CPRB? That's the officer is like battered by another officer. I'm just, I'm I'm just still being an employee. Okay, I, I threw that out as an example. I'm if the officer is battered by another, by another officer, that would be handled as an outside investigation. Okay. Because the victim is a is a person. But then that wouldn't be battery on a law enforcement officer, it'd just be battery on another person. Right. Um I, I probably threw out a bad example. I'm just trying to distinguish in the conversations we had had about it when the when we received the explanation of the city or the state, it would be if um if if there was um theft of property, if there was 
Um, so a citizen complaining that an officer stole property that belonged to the department or another city. Right. I saw officer so-and-so break into that business and steal a stapler. I saw officer so-and-so break into the downtown police station and run off with a computer. It's the way I understood it. Yeah, so the, 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 if the officer breaks into the city facility and steals something, the victim is the city. Right. So the department would investigate that. If the officer broke into the quick trip and stole something out of there, the victim is a business. So we would have an outside entity investigate that. But regardless, it's all going to come back to if there's a complaint, then you follow the diagram here. So it, 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 in my mind, that really doesn't matter as long as there's a way for a complaint to complain and appeal findings. Then we, I, in my mind, I don't have to worry about internally whether you send it to an outside agency or not. If we follow the flowchart past that, it converges again. So the separation is who's investigating it, and then it comes back to refer for possible criminal prosecution, and then it's still converged for recommendation, recommendation of uh, or finding a complaint investigation. So I'm not being critical of the construct. I'm just trying to understand the distinction between the two. Mm -hmm. Because that was on the original um, presentation that we had. Mm -hmm. So does the does the flowchart capture? Is it accurate um, and reflective of the current process? As a complaint is filed, that's that's the main thing I want to confirm. Is um, we're good there? Yes, we're good. I think whoever put this together did a real good job. So kudos to whoever that was. Kudos. Well done. That's your colleague doing great work. So thank you. And by the way, that's not a small task <laughs> to, to do that because it's very complex. And so I, I very much appreciate all the work that went into this effort. Never mind. Um, okay, so so on the on the proposed, let's look at the proposed here, and then I'll ask you to uh, um, jump back and forth because I just want to highlight a few things. So. Um, we're going to get to the consensus recommendations here in our next activity, so I'm, I'm previewing some of that, but there were approximately 10 recommendations that you all are putting forward to the City Commission that are directly, um, directly pertain to the complaint process and appeals process um, itself. And so this proposed flowchart that will be in, the, in your draft um, Report your final report, excuse me, is inclusive of those uh, proposed recommendations. And so I just want to highlight those and then make sure that we're all tracking and, and make sure that this is accurate uh, for what you're wanting it to, uh, to convey. So, um, one of the um, major recommendations that you're putting forward is the, the type of complaints that can be appealed to the CPRB. And in the current process, um, if you'll note that if a complaint is filed, it's investigated, and then there is a recommendation to put forward a finding on the part of the department. 
Currently, that can be appealed only if it is what we now know to be a level one complaint that is specific to racial or other bias-based policing. And so if it fits that criteria, that can be appealed to the CPRB. And then you have the flow chart that continues from there. So one of your first um, significant recommendations that you're putting forward is that the board, uh, uh, um, the, the types of complaints that can be appealed to the CPRB should be expanded to include all level one type complaints and all level two type complaints. So, um, which is a, a significant expansion on the, the number and types of complaints that could be appealed. So on your proposed uh, process, what you'll see is that when, um, starting at the, at the upper left, when an individual files a complaint, now rather than only level ones being um, uh, investigated and then filtered down into a potential appeal, you'll see that level two complaints would also travel um, and be investigated by, in this case, OPA or, OPA or chain of command, and then would also result in a finding by the department that could be appealed um, to the CPRB. So you'll see that um, major uh, difference there. Um, and when we get to recommendations, so there's actually two recommendations kind of embedded in within that. One is essentially you're recommending that the board should be able to hear appeals of not just racial and other bias-based policing. And then you're also making the recommendation that it should be all level ones and level twos. And so when we get to the executive summary, we'll spell that out more clearly. So let me just stop right there and just ask questions and get you to react to what you're seeing here. Yeah. So again, I think this is a good job. I have one suggested, maybe what's well, one suggested change in two places. Are we able to put it up on the screen, or is, is that uh, not possible? I was wondering that same thing. Do we have that ability? Um, possibly. I can mess with it. Well, it's going to take any amount of time. Right. I can just throw one of it. Right. 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 Can you talk? Yeah. Sure. Um, the current ordinance does not say that the CPRB submits its recommendation not only to the city manager, but to the complainant. And in my mind, that's a pretty big flaw that goes to transparency in all of this. If we can't, if the CPRB can't tell the complainant what we recommended, not in detail that would identify any confidential information, but what our recommendation was that we agree or not agree with the complaint or with the results of the investigation, then we it's a secret group that's meeting and never tells the public or the complainant what's happened. So I would suggest putting in the box, the third box from the end that says CBR. CPRB submits written recommendation to the city manager and complaint. And then again, add at the very last one, city manager renders a decision and notifies complaint. In my mind, if we don't know, if the CPRB doesn't have it in writing, that we can communicate that to the complainant, 
then we're left wondering whether, well, is that confidential or not? What do we do? We end up having to go to the city attorney to get an opinion. We can fix it right here and now by just saying no, that we notify the complaint. So that's my suggestion is to add and complaint to the third of, to the last uh, triangle diamond. And then at the end, at the last circle, and notifies complaint. That's that's all I have. Okay, so this is this is helpful. We and we've not discussed that specifically. So the current ordinance, as written, does not include a requirement that the complaint can also be notified. I could I looked tonight for it and couldn't find it, so I don't think it does. Um, Except that it takes place in an open meeting for wants to. Well, no, the recommendation is constructed in executive session. It goes to true. True. So how does it get to the how does our result get to the complaint? You and I are way too new to new to know, but well, I never assume that after executive session, then the board says the result in public. I think that's how it should work. Right. I'm, my worry is it doesn't say that. And, you know, one of the things about this, and I know this is a level of detail that folks may not want to get into, but if our duties aren't set out in that ordinance, then we're going out on a limb in what we do as a board. Right. And that limb can subject, subject us to liability, uh, criticism for sure from the public. And uh, we, I think we need the protection of this being in the ordinance so that it's clear that, that we have the ability to do that. Otherwise, I'm worrying about our ability to say it in public or to the complaint. Well, I think that's a really good point. So, <clears throat> discussion. I like Yeah, I think that's a good, good addition. You have... No, I think that's a good app. Officers have any concerns? But I mean, it wouldn't be putting the name of any officer or the complainant in there. I, yeah, I just think you let the complainant know that you've rendered your decision, and then and here it is. Here it is, and then the city manager will render uh, their decision, and then the city manager ultimately notifies everybody that that decision is final. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the recommendation is that, or <laughs> is to recommend that this be edited and that we capture this in, in the language of the um, of the report itself, that when the CPRB has reviewed an appeal of any level one or level two uh, complaints <laughs> appeal, that their written recommendation then is submitted to both the city manager and to the complainant. Um, and in terms of the the timing of that, I don't know, um, and this may be, I don't know that we can touch that level of detail, but to your point, whatever is decided will ultimately need to be codified. And so um, I want to emphasize that point. Um, whether or not that communication happens right after the executive summary, I don't know if that's typical or, or... I don't think we need to mark where that is. I think we just say that they submit written recommendations to the city manager and um, communicated to the complainant, and then they can work out the, the minutiae of when, what that is. But I do agree with 
the outward communication. I'm actually and I would just add for the last one notify when the city manager renders a decision and notify the complainant and the police department. Because yeah. at that point, if there's a difference okay. in classification, we would need to know that as well. Okay. <laughs> um, any questions, comments on that? So the very end of that flow chart would be that the city manager renders a decision and notifies the complainant of that decision and the the department. Yeah. So is everybody okay with that? Okay, and then you've got that. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yeah, clarifying question. Is, is that the the outcome, like if the, the result is the officer should be disciplined or no? It's just no, I've rendered a decision and all the all the decision is class reclassifying the complaint. So when we classify it as exonerated, CPRB looks at it, and then they look at the classifications and say, we think this ought to be sustained. And then the city manager would look at it using those same definitions and say, yeah, I think it's probably sustained as well. Okay. And, there might and then be. that would come back to us for disciplinary action. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So that, that's a really important point. Um, and I could see it being read differently than this. So we want to make sure that this clarifies that the decision rendered is regarding reclassification. The classification of the outcome of the complaint. Yeah. Okay, not as in this is what the personnel decision, for example, was. Right. Oh yeah, I would never deal with discipline. Right. So but I think it might it might say more than just we agree that the finding of exonerated is appropriate. It might give a little explanation why. Right, but the yeah. yeah, the ultimate outcome is going to be one of those definitions. Yes, yes. I just want to make it clear that that added piece of the classification would not go in the flowchart. It would be in the executive summary, and it would okay. be in the report. This would just say the flowchart would just say and results communicated to complainant and police department. So the this is just the what, not the how. The how is the report. This is the what. And I was thinking we wouldn't need to add it to the report because who's ever drafting the ordinance would see the flow chart and know that they needed to build that in. We're going to update the flow chart and send it. And then there's also accompanying the written narrative. And so everything that's in the flow chart is also okay. in the narrative. I think we've all agreed that that is a, a, a beneficial point to add. And so the uh, it'll be a consensus item. Point X. Two point. I don't eight. know. Because I don't know if there is. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. 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 That's great. Um, thank you for that. Any anything else um, on the proposed? Um, <clears throat> I want to highlight one other thing that you'll see um, that was a significant. Um, there were there were essentially two, two or three kind of recommendations that you're putting forward that also. Um, are reflected in here, but I, I want to qualify this so that we understand the context for it. So one of the recommendations that we put forward is that on the complaint form, form itself, there should be the option to be able to also indicate demographic information if the complaint uh, so chose to do that. And a, uh, um, a complementary, if you will, recommendation that you're putting forward 
is that the board would have the ability to look at demographic data to look for potential trends or patterns. And this came out of a series of discussions that you had as a group that what if someone complained about an individual incident of how they were treated by an officer? Um, and then with greater context, it was realized that several people had had similar complaints <clears throat> with similar office, uh, same officer, for example, and that there looked to be a pattern that emerged there. And so there wanted to be some way to capture that. So the difference between the individual complaint and then patterns, I just want to speak to because you can't necessarily see that. And I want to just talk about how this is worded on the proposed change. So this flowchart is of an individual who's filed um, uh, a complaint, an individual complaint, and that's been appealed. So when you're reading the flowchart, um, at the point that the CPRB takes that appeal and then reviews it, you'll also see a dotted line that extends downward that says the CPRB reviews available demographic data in the appeal. And then there's a note along with demographic data in monthly complaint reports. The, the point being that you can't find trends or patterns when looking at the individual complaints that's being appealed at that time. But if you have other data that is cumulative, that comes from the monthly reports, the annual reports, that also has demographic data, then that might have value for the CPRB to, to look at. And so I just wanted to make sure that that was clear and wasn't sure if this was the best way to word that, but I just wanted to put that in context. So this, uh, I'm sorry. Okay. The thing that comes to my mind is the dotted line and taking that out of, uh, essentially out of the CPRB review. I mean, it suggests to me that that's a separate process and that uh, recognition of a pattern might have something to do with um, <laughs> the recommendation. Do you want to see that in a different place on the flowchart, or are you asking if it should be on the flowchart at all? No, I, 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 I don't think it's a, it's a different place. I just don't know how to incorporate that into the review. Like I said, the dotted line in the diagram suggests to me that that's something that takes place outside of the review mm -hmm. of an individual complaint. Well, but it's after the review. So I think it's part, I think it's part of the review. So okay. you don't go to the next step until that review is done, whether whatever that review looks like, okay. whether it be looking at data or the complaint itself. Okay. Go to the okay. next step once the review is done. Why don't we show that in a graphic okay. way? And like I said, the dotted line made me think it was a separate consideration. Would it? Maybe it makes it optional. Is that what the dotted line means? Is... No, it was to trigger this very conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, because I didn't know that, um, how you'd want to approach that. So, so I'm, what I'm hearing is um, the question of does it need to be in the flow chart? And if it does, would it just be part of the review? Could it be a step right after the box that says CPRB review? I and then think it's there? That, that is something that when you were talking about the CPRB review, 
it is of an individual complaint in context. And so it doesn't need to have this clarification in the flowchart. The clarification should be in the instructions of what a review contains. And so the review contains reviewing the complaint, reviewing the investigation notes, reviewing the finding, and then looking to see if there's demographic information provided, how it fits in the overall scheme of um, complaints that have been filed against a particular officer. And then that, that be part of the review, and then you go on to writing the recommendation. So your recommendation should be inclusive of that demographic consideration. So you could remove all this as long as it's in the, I agree. In the uh, summary. I don't think it is. That the review includes the demographic analysis. Yes. It's almost the same as like under any of the complaints, you also put a dotted line that we're going to go talk to this person and this person and this person. That's a part of that. It's, it's part of that. Okay. So I, I just want to emphasize that um, it's in the it's in the recommendation. So um, it, the question was whether or not it was um, uh, if it added value or had a, had a place on the flowchart itself. So what I'm generally not a fan of um, dotted lines or asterisks on complaint process, but one of the things that we've been asked to do was to map the current process and then the proposed process. And so as this is an integral part of what we're doing, I wouldn't have a problem with an asterisk pointing them to the section of the report that correlates with um, this particular concern. Um, so just putting an asterisk and say, see consensus item and list that okay. rather than having two additional items. Okay, so that um, thoughts on that. So um, as opposed to having the two, uh, the dotted line and the extended down on the flowchart itself, that where it says CPRB review, there's an asterisk and the asterisk corresponds to the recommendation in the report that says demographic data when it's available um, in the complaint should also be taken um, as part of the review that should be considered in the context of all our other available <laughs> demographic data. I'm not even sure an asterisk is necessarily I think removing it entirely eliminates the need because then that just leaves the notion of review to include whatever is appropriate in the individual case. Um, yeah, absolutely. So you wouldn't necessarily have it. The, the only reason I might suggest that you, if you want to elevate the idea, the recommendation that you're saying you want the review to be more expansive in a way that's not necessarily been the case before. And this isn't necessarily going to be the final version of what a flowchart might look like. Mm -hmm. But if you do choose to do the asterisk, it just draws attention to it. So as the city commission considers it, they can make that linkage more directly. I just, instead of having this dotted line that suggests it's something out of the norm for the review, maybe even just put in including demographic data that may be relevant to the complaint. So do we want to call it expanded CPRP review? 
to denote that it is inclusive of that data? That is a question, not a statement. I think it's fine the way it is. It's like it's like you said earlier. If it's listed in the description of what the review contains, then like a flowchart to me is meant to be small. Like mm -hmm. this thing, then this thing, then this thing, then this thing. Not like this thing, read a paragraph, this thing, read a paragraph, go see what it what it is. It's like, okay, how do I really navigate through this? So if you just leave it as CPRP review, it's quick, it's easy, it's it does what it's supposed to do. It's a quick reference. <laughs> okay with that? I agree. All right. So we would we'll make sure that it's featured in the um consensus recommendations uh, and uh, make modification accordingly here. Anything else on this? Only other thing I have I yeah. I could see where somebody might get confused where they have you have results communicated to complaint that box, and then there's a straight line down, they complaint might file appeal, et cetera. I don't want somebody to get confused and think that's automatically happening. I almost feel like there should be two more boxes that say one says complainant satisfied with results or doesn't respond. And then there should be another one that says, and then after that one should be action taken, isn't like one or nothing. And then there should be another one that says complainant not satisfied with results. But then you have your arrow that says they appeal. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right now it seems like results are communicated and then which we go straight to and then automatically yeah i, I, have, I actually like had a thing. similar question um <clears throat> it, it says that when they file but the point is um oh, we file they're happy yeah <laughs> i i understand it completely but, we're right going. But that, that's a choice at that point. But there's also nowhere yeah. where it says that action's taken. Like, so somebody, somebody's like, throughout this process, like, where does discipline occur? Because if I don't appeal, that that edit that you're suggesting does become a lot easier now that you've eliminated the two other um, diamonds at the bottom. Because I, um, I agree with the concern, but it is the proposed complaint process, and maybe we should, instead of proposed complaints process, call it the proposed appeal, complaint and appeal process. Hmm. And then that way, if you're happy and satisfied, this is not the diagram for you. Or we can, <clears throat> I'm not quite sure how to do it with the colors, I'll figure it out, but this could be a colored one where it's the complaint process and then change the color to when it starts becoming the appeals process. So that it's obvious that this is the um, this is the complaint process. And then because I agree there is no action taken part, but um but that's the department it's not right. CPRB. Right. And so we're trying to show where CPRB fits in to the process. And that is after the appeal or as part of the appeal. So. Um, and to your reference of a color codiness, that, um, that's not reflected here, but that was part of a, you referenced that in an earlier draft, I believe, the idea that visually would make it really obvious what's current and what's proposed, what's um, the, uh, complaint process and then what's the appeals process. So we can make that adjustment as well. Um, okay, so are we good with that? Is there anything else on this? 
So what was the consensus on? Just color code it? Is that the consensus? And change the title for proposed okay. complaint to proposed complaint and appeals process. All right. Um, we're good with that. Okay, so um, we'll make all of those revisions in the software. This will be a um, a graphic within the report itself. Uh, actually, both of these are, um, and then the commission will have all of that, and the city will have access to this to do whatever's needed afterward. But thank you. That's a ton of work. to make that happen. So um, thank you. Okay, um, so I'd like to pivot then to the recommendations themselves. And uh, it's this is so close now. Yeah, we're doing, doing well on time here. So um, we've got just under an hour of the time allocated here. Yes. Um, so let me orient you to um, what we need to do here, and uh, first by saying what we've accomplished up to this point. So when we met um, uh, as a group to begin formulating what proposed recommendations would be what um, that you wanted to put forward to the city commission, we did a lot of discussion, a lot of brainstorming. Um, ultimately, you generated 47 different ideas um, worth considering. We did a multi-voting exercise to determine of those 47 items, which ones did we have consensus around? And consensus meaning, um, for lack of a better word, unanimous vote in agreement to that. And so we went through that process. Um, we did red, yellow, and uh, green dots, and green dots indicated consensus items. And ultimately, that uh, we produced 18 consensus items from that, that process. And um, in our discussion of how that would be represented in the report itself, the idea of a um, some, some uh, both visual and, um, and substantive difference in how the 18 are differentiated from the entire 47 ideas that were considered. Um, one outcome of that was the idea of producing an executive summary. And so we did, um, we asked for initial feedback on the um, recommendations themselves. We, when we reconvened, we reaffirmed that these were the 18 that we wanted to put forward. And then some of the feedback that we got was needed some grammatical cleanup and some wording and things like that. And um, the suggestion was also that they be written in a way that they're actionable so that it was clear of what we're proposing to the city commission to actually do with this. And so um, we, we went through all 47 recommendations and started building out descriptions of what um, went into those. <clears throat> what I'm asking you to look at specifically right now is those 18 recommendations in the form of the executive summary. And the executive summary will live at the beginning of what is a, uh, um, a more expansive report. 
but highlights in the order that we discuss them um, and are enumerated accordingly, um, these 18 items. So what I did was I took the language as it was originally written in the draft of those 18 items and then attached action verbiage to it. And then I made a couple of uh, um, edits that I want you to react to and say whether you like it or you think it, it doesn't work. But but we need to be all together to be able to make that decision. So what I did was um, you'll notice that the first 10 consensus recommendations um, all came out of our initial discussion that was specific to the complaint process. Um, just to re refresh your memory, when we asked you to come up with potential ideas for recommendations, we asked you to focus on three different buckets. The first being the complaint process, the second being the CPRB's uh, role and scope of authority, and the third being the CPRB's structure. And so out of that, you produced um, 10 recommendations specifically to the complaint process, two additional that spoke to the CPRB's, or excuse me, um, seven additional that spoke to the CPRB's structure and authority. And two of those had um, also to do with the um, complaint process itself. Um, and then um, the, the last one had to do with recommendation of the um, structure of the, and whether or not to combine it, which we'll get to a little bit later. So what I'd like you to do is just familiarize yourself with the wording on the executive summary draft and as a reference, this other document is just a single sheet is the original wording that we used in the multi-voting. And so I just want you to look at it and see if it tracks. Um, and if you if you like the way that it's written, I just tried to clean it up. I also took into account some of your feedback that said either we were um uh recommending something that was written in one way, but it didn't align with the discussion that was attached to it um, as, much, as clearly as it needed to. So let me just stop there and just ask you all to react and weigh in. Again. Yes. I have two questions. The yeah. first one is where it gives a recommendation, I think it's on page two. It says recommendation to the chief of police in the fourth part we just did for the city manager. Um, or is that just the name? That, that's the complaint a, uh, or the pattern? Yeah, the, the recommendation is like in patterns. So my apologies. And then the second piece is the multiple public facilities. So that doesn't take care of the logistics issue of somebody needing to receive the complaint. So um, like we don't have a person that just travels around and picks up buckets of whatever. Um, so Maybe at City Hall is a good one. The library is kind of iffy, but you have computers if you wanted to file a complaint. Because the library is not an actual city entity. So there's a lot of separation there of who's getting a complaint, uh, when it might be checked, the time delay. I agree, CPRB members have some ability or have the ability to get complaints, but I don't think they're going to want to go check the library and things like that. So I just don't know if that's, I, the concept is great. I don't know if. That's the wording to use because yeah. the logistics of it have not been. I, I think yeah, the idea yeah. behind it was that the form would just be there 
they the form then would say how you need to turn it in. That's perfect. I, I because the form is going to say, hey, take this, yeah. scan it, send it to us, drop it off the police department, city hall, all that stuff. But if they are in the library and they see it, they're like, oh, hey, pick it up. No problem there. But I think so also like when we're saying city hall, like in my head, I'm thinking about the one near the river, but like it could also be where you do your taxes. Is that a county building? That's a county. That's, that's a county. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, they don't want any. But also like where you pay your parking tickets. That's city hall. So oh, municipal court. Municipal court. And after the riverfront plaza. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, like, not the riverfront plaza, but the one that's next to the ceramics place. What yeah. is that? Is, is that county? That's county. Yeah. yeah. And they just moved that um, from out of that location. Mm -hmm. Municipal corporate. But it was about a year ago. Yeah. 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 It's been yeah. for you. Has it been? Um, let me just clarify, make sure that we're all looking on the same thing too. Um, this issue came up about whether or not we wanted to recommend specific locations or not. Um, what I heard you put forward is that your recommendations broadly are that we want to see expanded access and ease of access to be able to file complaints. And that part of achieving that would be to increase the number of places that people can access a complaint form, um, including both hard copy and digitally. And then specifically, which sites there's, that's a whole series of discussions, which is part of this challenge of, are we going too far into the weeds for our role? Um, and to what level of detail do we need in here? And so on the executive summary version, of consensus item 1.1, it, it simply just says, um, expand access to the complaint form by making it available in digital format in more than one location on the city website and in hard copy at multiple locations. I think that's sufficient. Yeah. I, the logistics can be figured out by the folks that would be responsible for us. Yeah. City can have those discussions. So would, do we even need that next sentence that says, for example, um, the complaint form should be available in digital format on the landing page of the city's website, in addition to its current location on the, the police department's web page, and, um, and in multiple public facilities, in addition to the current police department's location. They can decide what facilities that is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is that part sure. of an executive summary, though? Because consensus item 1.1 would be in the report. So does it need to be on the executive summary? Because we don't have examples of anything else yeah, in the executive summary. The rest is in the report. That's exactly the question. So um, it's it's captured in the report. You want to hear it. That's the question. State the principle. You know, they should go to the report for examples. Okay. Is everybody all right with that? So 1.1 1 .1 is about two points. Okay. That's great. Um, all right. Um, others. Um, what else stands out for you? Um, you want to split the room and we can get consensus on each one from this? Yeah, we need that. that for everybody? Mm -hmm. Go through each one individually and that way we can give it all thumbs up or sure. discuss. Okay. Um, and and jump, jump here if you're going to. Um, consensus item 1.2 <clears throat> educate the public that complaints, that complainants are allowed to have at least one support person to assist with filing their complaint 
in keeping with current policy. Sounds good. All right. Good. We're good. 1.3, standardize the complaint form and appeal form so that all relevant information can be gathered on each complaint. Sounds good. Relevant information. No, I'm not going to do that. Come on. <laughs> good. Consensus item 1.4, establish neutral parties who can assist individuals with the complaint process and follow established guidelines for submitting complaints. Implementation is problematic, but the but the principle should be expressed. That's what we're going for. Yeah, and and there was some good cautionary notes in the discussion about that, um, which is why the term um, established guidelines right. was included in there. Okay, um, consensus one item one point five. Could you repeat the last sentence? Why was it? Why was established guidelines? The concern was making sure that whoever the neutral party is was trained and using the same protocol um, for handling that and submitting it accordingly. And so that was the. Um, That's not how this reads. Uh, what's what's this makes it read like as if they have established guidelines for submitting complaints, but. We have I understand the um, concept. Uh -huh. I'm saying that the verbiage doesn't match the concept because the verbiage is saying establish neutral parties who can assist individuals with the complaint process and follow established guidelines for submitting complaints. That reads as if they are following established guidelines, assisting the individuals with following established guidelines instead of established neutral parties who can assist individuals, semicolon, by following a um, whatever neutral party established guideline for submitting complaints. Um, I know that that's a little thing and that it might be nitpicky, but the way this reads is that there's a specific guideline for submitting complaints and we have an established guidelines for submitting complaints other than fill out the form. Okay. Yeah. So, so you want you want them assisting then, according to established guidelines. Right. The established guidelines is relevant to the assisting of the individual. Right. Not it's showing this is yeah. reading. Okay. That's great. Okay. Got it. Just say assist with submitting the complaint. I think that's that's clearer. Fine. I think that in the report itself, you can put the distinction that the assisters, whatever the time, the helpers, the, the friendly helpers will follow established protocols um, and not go outside of that while assisting folks. They're not to influence, et cetera, but um, just put a period after process. Yes, I agree. All right. And, and we'll make sure that the, um, the rest of that is captured. In the okay, great. Thank you. Um, consent sign 1.5, make public the names and contact information of people who can assist with the complaint process and the names, contact information of the individuals formally receiving the complaints. All right. Um, that side of 1.6, create option for complaint to be able to include demographic data in their complaint. Data can help to enable the tracking of trends and or tabbies. Okay, and I just want to point out that the original wording did not include the word option or optional. 
And so that was the one significant change there. So I think this, so good. Um, just wanna make sure that I capture. All right, um, consent item 1.7, provide educational sessions on the complaint <laughs> process for the public once the city has implemented recommendations. Good, all right. Consent item 1.8, simplify complaint forms using plain language and include a diagram of the complaint process. Didn't we say we wanted that that would make the applicate the complaint form too long? Was that not part of our conversation? That we said we would make the diagram easily accessible online, but it wouldn't necessarily be included in the packet? Did I misremember no. that? No, I don't think you're part of that. Yes. So maybe it's just and include and make easily accessible a diagram of the complaint process, mm -hmm. something along those lines, okay. but we were not specifically including it with the printed forms. Does that sound good? We make it just and way. make it easily make the diagram of the complaint process easily accessible. Yeah, and I guess printed upon request, but and there's this is getting in the weeds on implementation, but there are a number of ideas batted around about what that might look like infographic or whatever. Right. Um, okay. Um, all right, great. Um, and then sign 1.9, ensure proper tracking of the complaints with regular updates to the CPR. <clears throat> okay. Um, and then sign 1.10, excuse the calendaring on that. Hey, Jonathan, well, I or never put it. Um, and this was one of those continue doing kinds of recommendations, but um, the police department should continue to provide a monthly listing of all complaints, including a summary of the allegations, investigative findings, and relevant dates. So that was my point. It was going to be monthly, may not, there not, may not be a CPRB meeting monthly, so whatever meeting groups. So a couple of things on that. So as I read it, it currently does not state a requirement for monthly reporting. But that um, has become practice over the course of the past year that there was monthly data made available um, at the um, CPRB meetings. So, um, so the recommendation should continue as a monthly practice was in the spirit of that's what's been done on practice, even though it's not codified. Um, so there's a couple of different things to consider about wording on it. In terms of how frequently we didn't roll in on that specifically, of how frequently the um, board would meet in the future. Um, but a, a comment was also made in our discussion at the time that even if a board wasn't meeting on a monthly basis, you could still be tracking data on a monthly basis and then produce it as a quarterly report that's inclusive or broken down each month. So it be decided between the city and yeah. the police and the during the ordinance drafting. I I think monthly, even if you're not meeting is reasonable. We do it monthly right now. Even I, though we're not meeting. I feel like your emails just like zero. Right. No, there's some, but <laughs> I, I feel like even if you're not meeting, even if you didn't have plans to meet, if you saw something in a monthly report that was concerning that might plan on meeting sooner. So we're okay with leaving it as written here. Thank you. Okay. Um, and this is a good example of something that will need to be fleshed out. But we're going to be clear on what your recommendation is. Okay. Um, 
Consensus item 2.1. Uh, the CPRB's overall purpose should be to serve in a review capacity of appeals. I would say four appeals. No. Okay. Rather than uh, okay. Um, two point two. Okay, I did something on this one that I I, I just wanted. I tried to to keep parallel with the you you produced eighteen and I wanted to keep it to eighteen. And so I did one thing differently here because in our multi-voting activities, we asked you to weigh in on whether the board should review all level ones. And then we did a follow-up question of all level ones and level twos. And so that made sense in the terms of the activity, but it doesn't make sense when you put forward a recommendation. So what I what the, the original draft was um types of level one. All types of level ones. And then the next recommendation was all types of level one and level two. And so the I think the point that you're emphasizing and what I tried to capture here is consensus item 2.2 now reads remove current limit of CPRB review to that of only complaints concerning racial or other bias based policing. Not the way I would write it. Yeah, maybe you add by expanding, yeah, just combine 2.2 capacity to include level one and level two infractions. So then that's the next question is, um, then number 2.3 says expand CPRB's review capacity to include all level one and level two. Just to narrow the language, so 2.2 would be expand CPRB's review capacity to include complaints beyond racial or other bias policing. Expand CPRB's review capacity to include complaints beyond racial or other bias-based policing. And I jump to then combining the two. I'm fine with having level one and level two be consensus 2.3. I'm saying keep 2.2 of that vein but mirror the language from 2.3 into 2.2. Okay. Um, so expand CPR review to all complaints, not merely racial or other bias based. I'm fine with all complaints. If um, but all these were types. These were only level ones that were. Yeah, that's my concern is that opens the door for level threes. Yeah, it's it. Um, just to be consistent or, and precise. Um, Put them together. Level one, would, level two complaints, not not limited to racial or other bias-based beliefs. I think that captures what we're trying to do. I don't think you need to. Yeah. Is that, yeah. I know you're trying to keep the same number, but I think- Does that work if we, because um, I think it's important to note that we're saying that you're putting <laughs> forward, you want to expand it beyond just racial and other bias-based beliefs, because that's a huge issue that's come about mm -hmm. historically. Concerns coming out of aren't, you, aren't you doing that though? If you say you can review all level one and twos, you're saying you've reviewed it. So it seems to me it's a little redundant to have two points. City Council may not understand that. Huh? Yeah. The um, City Commission may not understand that. Oh, I think they'll understand it. When you say all complaints, they know what's reviewable right now, that it's only racial and bias based policing. So now you're saying you can review all level ones and twos. That's about as crystal clear as you get. I also don't see that there's a, I don't mind being slightly redundant in order to make sure our point gets across that 
you are no longer being limited to racial or bias-based policing. I agree with um, getting rid of consensus item 2.2 from the executive summary and stating in consensus item 2.3 um, as was recommended to not limited to racial or other bias-based policing. All of a one, level two, comma, not limited to racial or bias-based policing. Mm -hmm. Everybody okay with that? Okay, so that would mean um, we get to pick. Do we stick with 2.2 or 2.3? 2.3. <laughs> okay, so there's no more 2.2. Correct. It's merged into. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I know it doesn't look pretty because you like 2.1, 2.2, 2.3. That was the thing I was trying to preserve. But. but it aligns with that area of the recommendations, so it doesn't necessarily have to be chronological. Right. <laughs> or it is. It doesn't have to. Yeah, and just for those of you looking at this for the first time, um, or, or just to remind you, remember the numbering here? is made obvious in um, when you look at all 47 items in context. So um, you could potentially just number your recommendations a little bit more one through seven of the one two, but we'll agree with that. Okay, thank you. Um, consensus item 2.4, the CPRB should offer advice or recommendations to the police chief after reviewing appeals of complaints as needed. Nope. Good. All right, um, 2.5, CPRB should review data summary for reports to identify concerning trans patterns and make recommendations <clears throat> to the police chief as needed. Okay. Um, item 2.6, supervisory is a role. The CPRB's advisory role should focus on community engagement. Okay. Verify, there was a question before about what is community engagement what type the CPRB should be doing. And we had decided that it should be based solely upon the complaint and appeals process. No, it seems contradictory to have the items that go before that. So in our discussion, we clarified that more, but it's, it's, very open in the way it's written. So maybe not focus on, but include community Um. Yeah, do you prefer that wording? Uh, well, sure I thought, was it about the CPRB's role though? Because community engagement tends to lead more towards, it gets people's mind thinking out of things. And I thought the discussion was that they wanted to do engagement around what their role is. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And that's what the greater think, report says. I think, yeah, it just, it just needs to say a, about their role. Yeah, this came out of the, the question of what is the the um, scope um, of the of the board itself, and when the specific idea of community engagement came up, what you all um, arrived at, I believe, is defining community engagement as specific to the work. Um, of the complaint process. We're not we're not uh, deviating from that. I'm just saying that that additional explanation um, should be included in the executive summary and consensus item 2.6. So on community engagement related to DPRB 
been proposed to uh, related to the complaint and appeals process. Okay, is everybody okay with that? Edit. How about the CPRB could focus on community engagement about the board of the board? Be, I mean, you start the overall purpose should be to serve in a review capacity on appeals. Um, and then about may include community engagement about the role. Yeah. Comments about the role. Well, I mean, it's their thing. I've okay. heard those. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. Okay. All of the ones have to do them. I mean, I just don't like to to say the purpose is and six items down say should focus on something else. Should also focus on. Yeah. Main third, I think. If it's between doing a review and doing. <clears throat> Presentation rather than review, but if you're right, I I think that the what we wrote in the report is what what should be happening, right? Like the CPRB should be talking to community groups, should be talking about the complaint and appeals process and their role in it. Um, I think that should be a part of their role, but it shouldn't necessarily be the main focus. Um, so. I think the term focus is really where the problem is. Right. And so Should may you. engage in community. Okay, so striking the word focus and saying should include. Okay, with the qualifier that it's specific to the board and board. Okay. Yeah. You good on that? Yes. All right. Um, thank you for that. Um, consent side of 227. <laughs> CPRB should be able to review race-based trends data and review available local data. Okay. Should it be broader than race-based? Race-based. Uh, I think that the recommendation that was put forward at the time was you specifically said race-based. Mm -hmm. Do you wish to... Um, Word that is bias-based trans data. I think to differentiate between consensus item 2.5 and 2.7, 2.7 should stay as is. Any, any thoughts? The data probably being reviewed is the CJCs. Okay. Oh, yeah. so that was, that's where the staff for that brilliant two time. Okay. I mean, it might have gender too, but yeah. Okay. So that's not the same data as the demographic data from the combined one. No. No. That would be like a pool of data we get Yeah. The, the emphasis here was to say we have more good data than just what's being produced here, and that should be leveraged. That should be accessed and, and incorporated. So. That was the, that's why it came to be its own recommendation. Mm -hmm. um, okay, very good. And then the last one, um, consensus item 3.2, the CPRB should not be combined with the Human Relations Commission. Right. You want to add dumb idea? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fairly clear what we'll still have on that. All right, so this 
is um, the executive summary. You said a short abstract, and um, you will be part of the report with these revisions. So, um, are you all good with that? Or if you just provided some minor um, suggestions to Harrison for the executive summary that includes um, just general report writing stuff, like the first time the work group is mentioned, it doesn't have WG in parentheses after it, but then it is referenced as the WG in a later sentence. Yes. Later in the paragraph. So stuff like that. Consistency. That's just a style issue. Do you like the use of WG once it's defined? Do you as like long as it's music with WG throughout? You kind of want to control up all that. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that's good. Anything else on the the introductory pieces? Okay. Um, thank you. That's great. Okay, so we've got all of that work um, cut out. Now, the other heavy lift that I need you all to weigh in on. Um, so we decided that we would put forward consensus recommendations. So this is unanimous support among everybody. Um, and there are 17 of those. Um, put forward. You also emphasized through our discussion that there was a lot of good work that came out of the discussions relative to the other 29 items that did not rise to the level of consensus. And so we did our blue, red, and green multi-voting activity and then coded those accordingly and then drafted that out. Anytime you do a product by committee, there's its own set of challenges because everybody weighs in. Anytime you do a consensus approach, it's that much more difficult because we're saying that it's not just seven people driving something through and all 12 have to live with that, which would be majority rules democratic process. Consensus says it's all 12, um, but we also tasked you with producing a report that you all would sign off on um, as consensus. Um, and gave you the opportunity to include those other 29 items with some language around it to show, we discussed these, these were really important. Somebody brought it forward. And in most cases, multiple people weighed in and thought there was some value there, but ultimately it did not rise to the level of consensus. So it's also more difficult to write a report when you include all of that when you're trying to reach consensus because you have to tease out why it didn't make the cut. And what I observed from <clears throat> your discussion and from feedback, um, and which invariably happens when you do large consensus um, uh, projects like this, where you've got a lot of technical things, is that some of the feedback and, and in the draft language, some of you were like, um, just hit the highlights of why it wasn't, um, didn't reach consensus, what were the general arguments against, um, and just leave it at that, but don't go into detail because we can't go into detail, um, or we shouldn't go into detail, or there's 29 things, we can't go into detail on all 29. It would be because life is short. Or because life is short. Or because you want this work group to someday come to an end. And it's and we are, Yes. Well, and we are we are putting it together for a city commission uh, 
that has a pile of stuff to read. And I can see just sort of classifying like this stuff that was really minority support, just classifying that um, into categories. And about doing something pointing out that we discussed it. Well, I don't think we should restructure the entire report. I, so let me, that we saw is, are we asking, are you? Let me, let me throw out question. the other part of this. Yeah, so the other part of this is then when we attempted to summarize, like what you're suggesting within that, um, some of you gave feedback that was essentially saying we need to expand a little bit more to make this more clear or it doesn't feel balanced and that it's it's either advancing one set of arguments in support of something that didn't reach consensus, or it just simply doesn't do enough to represent what some of the other concerns are um, within that. And, and so, so- That feedback came after our last meeting? Yeah, uh, through that the feedback process, yeah. I'm so, sorry, I, I, I wanna make sure I understand. We had an opportunity to review and provide you with feedback. And then we had the report that we reviewed together in our last meeting. Mm -hmm. And then this feedback came after that last meeting. Yes. Because I thought at that last meeting, we had decided on that being the report. <clears throat> and the only thing that we would be doing would be doing grammatical error um, changes. So we, uh, we shouldn't be changing it sub substantially from what we had agreed to at our last meeting. There was definitely not consensus that as written, it was okay because it didn't either fully capture the range of ideas within each of those 29 or some of them that did, some of them didn't. And so that's what I need to find out from you all is to get some direction on how do you want to remedy that? The only option that doesn't require multiple more meetings is to not have any narrative to any of them. <clears throat> And that's not great. I was okay with the narrative. I was like, like, I did not have narrative for the 29 things we did. That is the only way that I could see that we could agree tonight and not have to have any more meetings other than we're finalizing and approving the report is to remove all narrative from all of the non consensus items. And I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. So either people yes. need to accept the narratives as they're written and go to the city and give their thoughts when this is deliberated by the city. It's like, hey, you know, uh, non-consensus item 1.1, whatever, throwing something out there. Uh, this also was included in the conversation that didn't make it into the final report, or we're gonna have to have another meeting that determines how we're gonna finalize this report. Well, they're in the transcript now. So every single recommendation that we created that everyone, you know, that three-hour meeting where we put all these recommendations together, there's this transcript now. The nar that narrative is going to align and what everyone agreed on. And that's how I said. pull the narrative into <clears throat> the recommendations. So no one can refute it. No one can say, no, oh, this is, <laughs> this is what it is. This is what you said. This is how it happened. I don't think you can really say that everyone agreed. Everyone agreed on what? So... Here, I had an issue with it, and the narrative is written in a biased manner on several instances, and it tries to argue a point. Did you suggest an alternative? I I did. I made my written suggestions to okay. Jonathan on multiple occasions. Like, I didn't get to see so, everyone's written suggestions. I so, got notes that like, this was written biased. 
certain there would be several of them go that there it doesn't consider x y and z because we're not arguing those because there they weren't a consensus and that's what we agreed to come up with is our consensus right and so it's written in a fashion that it is trying to make a point to make the reader persuaded and i don't i don't agree with many of the things that were said then i suggest you give an entire draft of the report and that we can review the different opinions of everyone because i can't work with just a comment and maybe this is something where the comments that you submitted got dropped off somewhere that just say this was written biasly okay i'm a human i have bias how do i fix that when, not I, including when I was reading it, it was written in a in more of a first person type of way versus objectively, you know, like you're reporting what occurred. You know, there was some first person like mindset to it, you know, that was, you know, that could appeal to a reader versus just, you know, this is what happened surrounding the context of this, you know, recommendation coming about. So I could see the differences in the writing styles but we all write differently you know so i can see what you're saying and i can see what you're saying. and in my revision that i submitted i attempted to get rid of as much bias language as possible and i don't know if you guys got to see the yeah. second revision set where i submitted the changes i don't know if you saw that and if it's still an issue then i need i need to know other than just a comment on the the entire narrative that says this is written biased because I really doubt that I wrote an entire paragraph or two in a biased way. It's not a biased way. It's written. It's just there's a emotional undertone for person, so you have a little bit more of your perspective in your writing, and you're you have a strong voice. You know, it's powerful. It's just what it is. We all have different writing methods. Um, but if you know we're gonna write, you know, I think where you're coming from is you know this is the report that doesn't need to have any first person in it whatsoever. It needs to just be objective. Uh -huh. This is what happened. You know, this, you know, disagreed here, this agreed here. This is, you know, some of the insight that came around that. The transcript pretty much needs to be built off of facts. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. So, so let me offer a I, couple I have of a things. question. <clears throat> the purpose of the non-consent items, the yellow and red items, is so that the city commission can see the areas where we did not agree and they could take it further at a later date they can look into it further they could decide that significant support 1.7 is something that they want to look into a little bit further if we remove the comments that are after it we're essentially saying if this is something you're interested in go watch the video um i think that we're going to have to meet again if there is this much discord about what's in here. Um, but I think we need to not have an in-person meeting. Like, it, we need a draft that we can work on. I don't know how that works with Cora, but it, if Dr. Turner is saying that she is reading a specific charged um, verbiage in the narrative and Harrison isn't seeing it, then and and we're saying that suggestions have been submitted, then maybe this report isn't ready. I personally thought when we met last time we were agreeing that the comments that were after 
was a reflection of the person who suggested it and a reason why it wasn't able to garner enough support that we're saying this is the conversation that happened around it this is the pretext for where it came from and this is why we weren't able to move it from a yellow or a red into a green i don't know that we're going to be able to have multiple meetings to flesh them out the reason why they're here as a yellow or a red is because we weren't able to get consensus on it my issue is when we first started we all agreed that we would use consensus to inform our decisions and recommendations and now we're including things that we didn't reach consensus on and i i think that i don't think that's honoring what we all agreed about in the beginning so some of these things that didn't get consensus one person had the idea and I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but the fact that we all didn't come to consensus on it means that it didn't meet the standard we established in our very first meeting. And so that's the issue I have with including all of these things in detail. I don't, I mean, there's some good ideas in there. And I don't, the way you wrote it doesn't bother me in so much as um, the information itself as a group, we didn't come to consensus on it. So now if we send it to the city commission, there's the chance that they might bomb onto one and say, hey, we really like that idea when we didn't come to consensus on it, meaning the 12 of us didn't think it was appropriate. So why would we give them these ideas that we didn't think were appropriate for them to explore? I think you, you well, they asked us to provide recommendations to them. We did. We don't need to cloud it up with the other stuff. We don't need to cloud it up with what we're not recommending. And I think when we first discussed this, I brought this up and the response was, we also agreed that everyone, everyone's ideas would be heard and considered. I didn't get that you were also agreeing that everyone's ideas would be forwarded, you know, for someone else's consideration, but that we would consider non-judgmentally things that were suggested and some of these things were suggested by uh, the public at our um, community conversations. And some of these things were the grandchildren of members of this work group. Mm -hmm. And they came up for discussion. And they're not something that represents what we included. So there's okay. just some bottom line is some suggestive undertones that have nothing to do with Harrison's writing. It, he has amazing writing, but there's just some suggestive undertones in the writing that might push that idea in a direction that might be more persuasive to the commission. But it's a report. It needs to be objective, factual. You know, it doesn't, it shouldn't have any of our emotions into this. It needs to be what happened. Um, and so, however, that's going to be written, you know, but we can't have any more meetings. We don't have any time. So, so, so let me just offer up a few um, observations and thoughts. Um, that the other 29 items, there's some really good discussion that went into that. And to, to your point, a lot of that discussion was reflective of what we heard from the community, throwing out ideas that they look to us and to those of you who are community reps in particular to work it, work the issue, explore this. And so there's, there's one aspect where I really appreciate that that more expansive approach was inclusive of a whole lot of inputs and reflective of a whole lot of good discussion that went on. 
that ultimately played out in, they didn't reach consensus, but that's really useful information to know that. Um, and so I appreciate that. I also will say that there are some sections in there where I think it really well reflects the range of opinions of why it was both supported and um, not supported. And so I think there's examples of that right there um, where, um, and to, to the point made earlier, if the comment was just, this doesn't reflect the consensus of the group, that's not actual feedback. And so then that leaves, whenever you're writing there's okay, so now what do I do with that? So unless we attach you all with coming up with supplemental text or, or um, uh, substitute text, um, then you're just left with whoever's editing to have to kind of discern what's meant by that. Um, that being said, I don't think we're that far away from being able to, to represent the range of um, support and, um, and uh, uh, dissenting opinions within most of those. Um, and so I think it's doable to clean up um, within those to make it so. Um, where I also saw some struggle is that some of you were inclined, and that's to be expected when you're dealing with technical processes like this too, some of you are inclined to start to get into the weeds again on things, and then others were okay with kind of sticking with what's the interest that we have here and what's the conflict around that, that interest. And I think finding the right balance is, is, the, is the key there because at some point the work has to end in the work group so the city commission can move on and go from there. So um, I don't think that it's a monumental task to finish out the draft with the non-consensus items in it, if we are writing them in a way to say, it did not reach consensus because there were concerns about eligibility criteria, and there were those who felt strongly that um, such individuals should be made, um, should be prioritized as serving on the board. So I'm stating that very clearly, but. And then just say it like that as one sentence without going in to say X number of people said that we should prioritize having members serve who have this tech, this particular background. And um, X number of people responded and said that there are legal reasons why that wouldn't be possible. You know, like that's starting to get into the weeds on some things. So if we were to write that to say, the general concern of why we did reaching census was different opinions about eligibility and potential um, legal uh, considerations within that. Would if we can write it like that, would that address your concerns? Is that possible? Yeah, and it'd be helpful if a draft was submitted that showed the line item changes um, from what it was to what it is, and then we can vote on. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Vote okay. by email. You're not going to stand up and object. We can't vote by email. <laughs> so that's the last question. Um, mm -hmm. How do we do uh, that? Ten minutes to I zoom. Zoom because we to officially accept changes. So you need to see it. You need time with it. Mm -hmm. you need to get feedback that incorporated. 
and then you need to officially convene. But, but we, need to, we need to get this done. We right. can't wait four we, weeks again. Like right. Time. right. I mean, it has to be. Right. And then get it right before the meeting. I mean, we got yes. it. So we let's, can we, can we agree to set a date yeah. tonight for us and then we'll get the Zoom set up or whatever. I mean, it's just. It's just. Um, are the, is the feedback emails already there? Like, I'm volunteering Harrison to do more volunteer work, but, or is somebody else going to take a stab at it? Can this be accomplished and we can be next Monday? No. How many? No. How much time each time has passed is getting longer? Well, we're, right. right. We're, but I, now you're asking for a rewrite and then to get it to us, which we haven't. It's not a rewrite. No. We're, a we're very, very consolidation. Close. Yeah. Um, we're very, very close. But it's. I just have a question. How many, how many consensus points are we talking about in the I think changes so. My first comment, and I'll just I'll out myself here, is this is way too long and it's arguing points. And Jonathan actually kind of brought it back to what it, the first time I had provided feedback was this needs to be shortened to what is what is the the suggestion, and here is a reason or two, and did not go. But instead, it's it's longer than that. And it, so, so there's a lot about of, all of them. This is about many of them. You know, just. I guess I would say probably about half of those are in pretty good shape. Um, that wouldn't need a whole lot of work. Is that fair to say? If I would volunteer to have the draft of the remaining, I would volunteer to take it and tear it down. You know, use what's there, but condense it and try to stick to just facts, ma'am, you know. And I think because of, I typically have busy Thursdays, but not this week. So I could probably get yes. it done by Thursday. So what if then we have oh. problems with what you've written? Well, we might, well, but if then I can send it back to Jonathan with with a markup copy, right? And then that can go out. The last thing we need is to have a whole bunch more writing styles added to it. I think Harrison has a product that with the transcript, we can, you know, we can fix it. But are there's you, a reason there are writers and editors. It. I, don't, I don't mind her editing it. Oh, editing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If it changes, and if it changes the writing style, just the paragraphs of the recommendations, oh well. Are okay. you editing? Yeah. So, if we were to do this, are you all comfortable with the idea that um, that we look at that, you give your react, you, you res um, respond to it, and then we um, incorporate that, push it back, and make a Zoom call decision to accept, or are you thinking you need think to be in, in person? To I think discussion? if it's submitted to you by Thursday, um, you send it out that day, unless you're submitting it at like 11 o'clock at night, I can understand. 11.59. But like within 12 hours, it is sent out to us, and then we get 24 hours to review it. Sorry if you don't get it done in that time. And then on Monday, everyone has expected it is expected that on Monday at 
6 p.m., 5.30, whenever this 15-minute Zoom call is, everyone is prepared to vote up or down. No discussion. It's a vote. But what if you vote it down? So so let me just throw out one more option, and that is go with what we got and uh, have it well in advance, because I don't know that I've got a copy of the most recent version of it. Mm -hmm. Go with what we've got. If we see something in it that we've got a problem with and we're, wor we're really worried that council might go off on a tangent, mm -hmm. that we show up at the council meeting and be prepared. I don't like that. But it just presents, it, I, I feel like we need to prevent, present a united front where we are presenting a report we all came to consensus on, not where we have angry committee member over here who's saying, I didn't like what they said and here I'm gonna tell you why. And to me, it just, it doesn't, it does a disservice to our work. We worked really hard on this. We worked really hard to come together and produce a report we all agree on. And if we have that would only happen if if council said, Well, no, I think we should do one of these things that we didn't come to count to come to consensus on. Yeah. Then we, then someone would have the option of standing up. I, I think um well, and that's part of this too, is that you're making recommendations, but eventually it lives a life of its own and goes on and and also those conversations or decisions, however that works, is not going to be made out of nowhere. Like we submit what we're happy with, and if the commission wants to mangle it, they can mangle it. Or if they want to take it all up and say, we approve everything that's green, wonderful. That's and then great. we can, if we want to continue to serve, we can serve on the ordinance for the drafting committee, if it's a public committee. So but I think I think my idea, and if, if it, and Casey, to your question, if it's voted down, then, well, shit, I guess we're going to have to figure out another time to meet and to determine why it got voted down. But I honestly don't believe it will be voted down after Brenda goes through and edit it. I trust Brenda's ability to edit it to what Deputy Chief Briggs wants or would, be, would, would better accept. Well, yeah, and, and all I would have just, and, and I, this is not a shot at you, right? No, I just want you the hard. writing to be neutral. And yeah, that's fine. That, I get it. I'm I, a biased I, person. I, that I know it's wrong yeah, myself. Yeah. Has a, <laughs> and I think that's. That's the guy is that we're looking for. Um, so we're wanting to include it, but we want it to be neutral. We want it to be generic without going down rabbit holes. And I, that yeah, the report that. is very clear that you're recommending these 17 things. All this other is just really good, interesting work that is a value to include, but it's not being recommended by the group. And we can make that mistake. So, so what this would mean then is once you get that back, we're asking you to look at it, and if there's anything that you're like flipping out over, then you communicate that immediately. But otherwise, we convene and formally um, uh, adopt a final report that will be presented to the um, city commission. That sound good? So turn and burn for Monday night Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, so hold your schedule yeah. for Monday night. I'll make sure to loop in. Um, but we had two that couldn't make it this evening, so we'll make sure that we've got them looped in. Um, three, excuse me. And um, thank you very much for all your great work on this. Um, oh. It's a heavy lift, but important work. Really appreciate it. Um, and we'll have to um, circle back on when this would be presented to commission because originally we <laughs> um had said next tuesday and it, and it wouldn't happen because they need it at least several days in advance so my hope is that 
we could potentially um, be able to have a presentation then on the 20th. Yep, and that can all be in emails, I think. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make clear we're meeting next Wednesday at six o'clock on Zoom. Next Monday. 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 Monday.